0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ryan Christie's being tipped to bounce back quickly from Sunday's red card. Celtic are also charged by UEFA. George Edmondson says Rangers can handle the pressure of staying at the top of the table. And amid Scotland's striker shortage, we'll hear from Lauren Shankland and Lyndon Dykes. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And Scotland are in Moscow on Thursday night. I fancy the only Russian you'll hear tonight, Gordon, is a rushing for the phones because there is a major Premiership title race. Can Rangers handle the heat? Of going from the front Can Celtic handle The unusual position Of coming second And with you two in the show Can Motherwell make it A three horse race Forget the three horse race I'm hoping Celtic Rangers Concentrate On themselves And let Motherwell Just sneak in I've got a funny feeling I watched Motherwell <laughs> At the weekend Roger We heard we, you We heard you went We along, were yeah. brilliant We are a threat Let me tell you now But uh, no I think this weekend, going into the international break, the Rangers fans are delighted. They're top of the table. Celtic have a bit of work to do after a disappointing, you know, dropping the amount of points against Hibs and obviously another three against Livingston. So five points out of six away from home drop, Gordon. Uh, They've got a bit of work to do. It is international week, of course, but in this city, you don't get over a day like Sunday in just one day, do you? So let's hear from you. 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter. It was very busy last night, so if you didn't get the chance to have your say on the lines after the weekend's big talking points, now is your time. 01419511025. it's sort of a shame that we've got the international break, Roger, because there's not a, a great deal to play for on the, the Scotland front, and uh, that title race heated up a bit at the weekend. Yeah, I think Neil Lennon will think it's a shame that Celtic have got to wait a full fortnight before they get the chance to get the Livingston result and performance out of their system. Uh, Ross County at Celtic Park a week on Saturday. I'm quite sure Neil Lennon wishes it was tonight after that display at the Tony Macaroni at the weekend. Um, Stephen Gerrard might be quite happy. That was an international break It allows his team to stay top for a couple of weeks It allows them to, to get acclimatised If you like with that position Because it's a position they're not used to We don't know what Rangers will be like Leading from the front And we don't know how Celtic will react To being second You would expect them to bounce back With a win against Ross County Which would take them back top of the table And then it's up to Rangers to try and react to that At Tynecastle on the Sunday So there will be a lot of swings in this title race because there's still 30 games to go Live football to go yes nothing's ever won uh, in October Gordon um, there's a lot of work to be done obviously Celtic are disappointed and you've got to give credit to Livingston I thought Livingston game plan everything that you know they achieved in Sunday was brilliant for them and well done to them um, but Rangers well, I've watched them now that's uh, two home games uh, 10 goals in the last two home games That is really bang on form And you can say Yeah a lot of people look at Well it was only Hamilton Arkies But they put five by Aberdeen When I was there And it could have been a lot more But Celtic with the squad that they've got I'm sure that Neil Lennon Will be desperate for the next game Ross County at home But the big concern just now Is it a concern? That's a question They go Easter Road Not the greatest performance in the world they go to Livingston and they lose and their next away game is Pretoria. Uh, our esteemed colleague, Mr Keevans, phrased it something along the lines of 
You don't win titles in October But you do get warning signs Roger um, It's two away games Where Celtic haven't lost That's not very many It's a pretty small sample size But is, is there anything in that For you at the moment Is there anything There to suggest That that is a warning sign That, that, that Celtic Have uh, work to do on the road It's very strange The season's almost shaping up As a mirror image of last season Because Rangers blew the Chance to make it a real title race By dropping points in silly places I remember I'm going to Dundee Just before Christmas Dundee were isolated at the bottom And Rangers dropped a couple of points I think they dropped Was it 7 or 8 or 9 Against Kilmarnock During the course of the season This season They're perfect Against everyone other than Celtic And it's Celtic this time Who look vulnerable When they go away from home To the likes of Hibs and Livingston I couldn't believe the Celtic performance At the weekend Considering how well they had played At home to Cluj on the Thursday night There wasn't widespread changes In Neil Lennon's team One change I think At right back Bauer for El Hamed And and the difference In performance All credit to Livingston Yes they were terrific But Celtic were Absolutely woeful The number you need tonight Is 0141 951 1025 Let's hear from you right now What do you make of this? Rangers defender George Edmondson Says the experience In the squad Can help them deal with the pressure Of being at the top It was his first league start On Sunday uh, The one against Hamilton He says they're not looking Too far ahead Yeah I'm sure you can see that You know we've got players like Jermaine Defoe Morelos Connor uh, Stephen Davis You know They're all top players So They handle With the pressure really well And uh, It makes the other players Like thrive off it They've been at the at the top level for some time now, so um, as a young player, um, you know it's good to learn off them and look at how they handle certain situations. You know we've got loads of leaders in the in the changing room. Look through the whole team. Everybody brings something different, and uh, it's going to help us uh, all the way. To be honest, uh, I didn't really know you know that they dropped points until after the game. So I don't really. I just focus on Rangers. Me. No, I'm not really too fussed what the teams are doing. It's a long way to go, um, so we're just taking every game as it comes and we'll have a, a good break now and then ready to go for the next game. Well, very interesting that he uh, was saying there he didn't know that Celtic dropped points. <laughs> I don't want to come out and say, well, he's telling a few fibs here, I think. That... Well, maybe he didn't, but I'm sure some of them would have. Oh, I think, I think <laughs> yeah, the majority, because that's what happens, Gordon. That's it's the nature of the beast, the minute... You know the final whistle's gone You say right What was the score You know You get out there You know what you've still got to do Of course you're Concentrating in your own game And it was important Rangers get the three points And uh, But it does give you That little bit of Spring in your step Let me say That if You know Your greatest rivals Have lost just before you And you've got a great opportunity To go top of the league And you've got to say That Rangers Certainly t- uh, took that and George Edmondson there Roger saying You know The experienced players Listing them Naming them And, and saying that That's going to help them with, Deal with the pressure Of staying at the top But on the flip side I'm sure Celtic fans Will say well We're the ones with the Scottish Premiership Winning experience So fascinating battle Yeah other than Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis There really isn't anyone In that Rangers dressing room With experience of leading Celtic In a title fight um, But They've got to the top They're two points clear the last couple of home games, as Dan says, 5-0 and 5-0, they're looking the part. The one blot, Premiership-wise so far, has obviously been the defeat at home to Celtic. The next derby is at Celtic Park. So that's going to be the you know an enormous examination of Rangers' title credentials. But so will Tynecastle. And you'll find this, particularly between now and Christmas, with so many Sundays, double-headers on Sundays because of the Europa League, 
the first one coming up is because of the you know the TV Celtic Saturday at home Rangers Sunday and the telly away. There's going to be lots and lots of twists and turns, and it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's get stuck in in the phones with Craig, who is a Rangers fan on the line. First up, hi Craig. Hi guys, good evening. How you doing? Hello. Um, I want to say you know for me, the Rangers are top of the league right now because. That's where they deserve to be. If you go back to that old firm game at Ibrox, um, which is, you know, a weapon that keeps getting brandished at Rangers fans by the Celtic fans because they think it's a foregone conclusion that they've got three points in the bag at Celtic Park come the next old firm game. Now, after that game, international break, it's Rangers who have responded far, far better than Celtic. Um, you know, we have went out and we have won Every game we've been asked to win in the league. Celtic haven't. They've dropped the points, um, five points in the last two weeks. That's allowed us to take advantage. And I actually think, you know, last season, um, we wouldn't have done that. You know, we wouldn't have took advantage the way we have. Um, and I think the fact, you know, I've heard a lot of Celtic fans and uh, not just the fans, but even Neil Lennon as well, referencing, oh, you know, they played in the Thursday, so fatigue. Rangers play on a Thursday now as well in the Europa League. Okay, we were in Switzerland on Thursday against Young Boys. A very tough game, very physically demanding. Um, and a game that I think mentally could have taken a toll because of the way we lost it as well. But it didn't. You know, we bounced back. We respond in the way you expect to. Now, yes, we're at home at Hamilton. Yes, we should win that game. And even though Livingston is a tough place to go, they had never beaten Celtic. So there was no excuse for Celtic to go there and not win. They have, as Rangers keep being told by everyone in their dug, a far bigger and better, tougher squad than Rangers do. So they should have no excuse for fatigue because they can rotate the same way Stephen Gerrard and Rangers do. Well, Craig, I, I don't uh, entertain fatigue. I really don't, whether it's Celtic. Uh, Livingston whether it's if Rangers have a bad result or a bad performance because of the Thursday night I don't the modern day footballer you look at Cal McGregor has played so many games I think you come out with a great start you're well looked after you're well rested I just think that on Sunday I think the Celtic went to Livingston and Livingston were prepared to win the battle and that's what happened and it didn't help Celtic. I'm not making excuses going down to 10 men because it was still one of those games that you looked at early on and thought, this could be a real difficult I mean, afternoon. You are allowed to talk about reasons and factors without them becoming excuses. It's, it's okay to say that the sending off of Ryan Christie impacted the game because, well, of course it did gone down to 10 men. Mm. That happens. That doesn't have to be But that doesn't mean that Livingston couldn't win the game of course, where exactly. Ryan Christie is still being on the pitch. I just think that... Um, I think Celtic for once lost the battle. You and and it's a great saying that managers used to tell you, look, as much as you're a better player, as much as you're a better side than the opposition, you've got to win the battle first, then the ability comes through as well. And I, I think Celtic left that in the dressing room. I think Livingston brought that in abundance. And after, you know, Christie's obvious love, the minute the first goal goes in and you're looking at Celtic thinking, right, how they got to respond? Neil Lennon said it as well. He put three substitutes on. At that time, I thought Celtic were all over the place. The three substitutes brought nothing to the table. And it was a poor day, but a great day for Livingston. 
Hence, Rangers gone, later kick-off, and bang five by Hamilton. But that's what it's going to be like from now until the end of the season. And Stephen Gerrard's brilliant at what he says. Let's not get carried away here. There's a lot of football still to be played. And, and both managers, as the season goes on, should point to last Sunday at the Tony Macaroni. Anytime they, they detect a little seed of complacency anywhere within their squads, they should point out Sunday's result and say, look what can happen. Because no one could have predicted that. Livingston were in a run of four straight defeats. They were without their captain, Alan Lithgow, who missed the game. They'd never beaten Celtic before. They hadn't looked... Like they'd actually looked in the worst form of the entire season And yet they went out And they caught Celtic cold And Craig's right mm. Rangers deserve to be top of the league Because they've got more points now But they need to be top of the league after 38 games Not just 8 Well let's bring in Connor and Sterling We'll say thank you to Craig And bring in Connor uh, See what he's got to add Hi Connor. Hi guys How are you? Hi, Good Connor. thank you uh, It's just to be hang on George Edmondson there What was saying about he reckons we've got the experience and stuff in the first team now you're going and win the league and I think he's absolutely spot on with that it's when you've got the likes of the four, you've got Davis back in you've got guys that are used to performing under this kind of pressure that can give a bit of advice on and off the pitch to guys that maybe aren't used to coping with the pressure I also think now when you look at our squad depth right now compared to this day last season were a lot better as well. I think we can afford to have a few injuries and still move the team about and we're not really affecting the first team quality at all. With what we've kind of seen, we've seen obviously we've got Greg Stewart coming in, we've got as he's taking his chances, we've got obviously Edmondson, Edmondson coming in there. I did really have a great deal to do against Hamilton, but when he was when he was asked to do something, no quabbles, done it straight away, no no problems at all and I think he's absolutely spot on I was just wondering what you guys maybe think about if you think the Rangers team now when you look at obviously last season and it was the other way about we got we were top in December I think and then January was horrendous for us if you think how, how do you think we'll get on now with the team that we've got now I think I think the big plus for a manager is the fact that his squad is better um, last season His start to live in Was a strong start to live in But his biggest problem was When he wanted to change things Or he tried to change a game uh, When things weren't going right He thought he didn't have the quality He's got the quality now And he should have Because in his tender here You're looking over 33 players The Rangers have brought in That's three teams You know And in and, and, and the region of three teams So And he has Recruit it well now because he's got backup for every single position. And the main backup, I think, where he's obviously is a massive plus for him is get two guys mm. that can bang goals in for fun. And that's what wins you things. But they've still got to handle that pressure, Gordon. They're at the top of the league, they're in the semi final of the cup, they've got off to a good European campaign. But at this moment in time, they've still not won anything. So they've got to handle getting over that line. Celtic do have a deep squad Roger yeah. They do have a very good squad But based on what we've seen so far The, the Rangers starting 11 Are they impacted less by change Than, than the Celtic team Does that make I think yeah, it makes sense I, in my head I, I know what you mean I'm, I'm not sure that's the case Listen Celtic had an appalling performance on Sunday But if we'd been sitting here on the show on Friday night 
everyone would have been purring about how well Celtic played against Cluj 24 hours yeah. earlier. So it's important, you know, Celtic fans and Rangers fans don't get carried away by this one poor Celtic performance. Celtic went to Ibrox and won the game. Celtic will be in the teeth of this title fight with Rangers. Um, you know, you look at depth. Celtic went into the game at the weekend, didn't have Tom Rogic in the starting lineup, didn't have Olivier and Cham in the starting lineup, didn't have Lee Griffiths in the starting lineup, didn't have Samunovic there either. So there is a lot of talent sitting on the well, you know, sitting either out the team or on the bench for Celtic. So I'm not going to say Rangers have the stronger squad. I think Rangers have a strong squad. You can look at the players still to come back there. Ryan Kent, the seven million pound man, still to come back into the team. And even with injuries, it was the likes of Andy King didn't make the bench at the weekend. So there's two very, very strong squads. There's an awful lot of football to be played, Gordon. Connor, how important is the the full Morelos situation going to be for Rangers if they if they've got hopes of doing something this season? I think it's going to be huge. Uh, I think if they keep banging in goals and the rate that they're banging goals in, then as long as we can, as long as we can get a back four that are going to be consistent and no concede too many, as long as the two are, are firing in the goals, I think we, sh- we should manage it. The, the thing that concerns me is that okay, if one of them gets injured, because you've got one left, if one gets injured for a too long yard, then going to be bringing in obviously expecting one of them to be playing day in day out I know obviously you've been talking about fatigue and it's not really a factor in the modern game you really you didn't want to be losing risk losing both rather than just the one but I think if, if they keep fit I think I think we've got a real chance this season I think this this season will be a real chance Thank you very much That was Connor in Stirling 0141-951-1025 Ryan Christie's being tipped to bounce Straight back by one of the Scotland coaching staff We'll hear those comments And take your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A couple of different ways For you to get in touch The number one uh, route Is by the phones 01419511025 But you can also tweet At Clyde SSB James Fleming Has been on all these Rangers fans on here Dismissing Celtic's chances He says One bad league result They think they've won it The Hustler Similar theme Rangers deserve to be top Celtic slipped up No arguments Rangers fans shouldn't get carried away Though Celtic wiped the floor With Rangers they're not better just because Celtic slipped up Rangers have benefited with more home games Says the hustler at Clyde SSB uh, On the phones though 01419511025 uh, We're going to speak to Gary in Shettleston In just a second Let's hear from Scotland coach Stephen Reid Talking about Ryan Christie um, He's obviously gone straight from that red card To join up with the national team uh, Had to delete his Twitter account Following the red card on Sunday's loss at Livingston Stephen Reid says he did similar During a tough spell at West Brom in his career um, But it's tipping Christie to bounce back quickly Myself and the manager went to the game And he was obviously flat after the result After the, the red card You know, I've been there myself Been sent off many times So I've got that ability, if you like, to, to relate to that But 
in a strange way, he'd be wanting to get out there and get back on the pitch as soon as possible, not to make up for it, but to, to get back out there, show what he can do, you know, hopefully get rid of that disappointment and put in a couple of decent performances coming up if he gets a, the opportunity. It definitely opens you up to abuse, to criticism. It's how you can deal with that as an individual. Back end of my career, it was just starting to take off and you know, I was in a relegation dogfight at, at West Brom at the time and I came off it personally because of the abuse because of the negative messages at times you get so it's just whether the individual can deal with it because you might have one or two players that might have a hundred you know positive tweets you get that one that's not so positive and it's how you deal with that he's been outstanding this season his form's been brilliant out of character challenge for him you know I'm sure he'd be wanting to make up for it club and country as soon as possible but I think he's shown the ability that, that he's got this season so far and hopefully that he continues that you know, in the next two games for us. One of these unfortunate quirks of football in 2019 where after one, whether it be a bad performance or a mistake in a performance, before you've got the chance to rectify it, you have to assess what sort of social media backlash there's been in between, Roger. Yeah, I'm very surprised more players haven't deleted their social media profiles given the, the abuse that the, so many of them suffer. Um, Ryan Christie deleted his Twitter account. You see the abuse down south that the young lad Chowdhury and Leicester got after his foul and, and Mo Salah in the Liverpool game at the weekend. People just think they're, they're free to, to say what they like to these players you know, without any any repercussions at all. Um, it's wrong. They should show more respect to the players. And the social media companies should have tighter rules to prevent people abusing footballers like this because, yes, it was a poor foul by Ryan Christie. Ryan Christie's held his hands up. Neil Lennon said after the game it was a poor foul. I think Ryan Christie's father said yesterday it was a poor foul. Um, but he's really not that type of player. You know, it, it, it was bad, but... I mean, he does he, have four red his, cards in yeah, his career yeah, and he's, he's, listen, he's, he's still had, in his early 20s, so he's, he's, he's not his, shy in the tackle, is he? He's had his punishment. He's missed the last hour and more of the game. Celtic have lost the game. He's got a long time to stew in this because he'll be suspended for the Ross County game. So it's going to be three weeks between appearances for Celtic in the Premiership. So he's a long time to look back and regret that. But all of that said, it doesn't excuse these morons. Who have been targeting him on social media? Do you get a wee bit of that, Roger, after an article? Or yes, really? Yes. What about you? You getting it tight on Instagram? People liking the new oh, hair? Or oh, Gordon, look, I'm past that stage. They can say whatever they want about me. I'll actually back them up. It's I'm quite happy along with them. I have no problems whatsoever. <laughs> Speaking of the new Barnet, Roger, obviously we're getting used to the colour now. That the platinum, the Lyndon Dykes platinum. No, Dykes um, copied me. But I did notice that it was looking a bit, sh- a bit shorter when he came into the office. I, I noticed um, that as well. I loved it the weekend I have to say I mean you and I You see it all the time I see it every Tuesday night When we're on the show I hadn't worked out Mark Guidi would never have seen it Exactly Mark hadn't seen together, it yeah. It was a sheer surprise In Mark Guidi's voice on Saturday When it does Pitched up with him at Fur Park It was the first day he'd seen the new haircut So have you had it cut? I had it cut who, uh, who did it? I had it cut on Who cut North, it for you? North Lancashire I, Council I, No no I had it cut on Thursday And today I sort of I made adjustments Yourself? Uh, no, last night, sorry, I made a, a few adjustments. <laughs> you cut it yourself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, You're I, joking. I, no, I didn't want to go back, right, because I couldn't afford another tenner, so I thought, <laughs> I'm not too happy. Know how they say, is that okay, right? And, they and if you just nod. And you nod and you go, yeah, stick a bit of gel and it'll be fine. So uh, last night I was sort of a bored and I was, <laughs> I, looking at, I was looking about and I thought, no, I'm not too happy with it. 
the hair, hairdo so I went in got the scissors and going about it <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, we need to move on Roger I, I, he, every week he's got a story about something stupid he's done over the past seven days but cutting your own hair might be that might top the lot he's, he's obviously cut his hair in the, in the time that he normally reserves for shaving judging by his chin did uh, you cut it in the dark by any chance? I think it's looking all right. Think so? not? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's actually. Well, agree to disagree. Let's speak to Gary and Shettleson. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gordon. How are you doing, boys? Good, Hi, Gary. Gary. What's on your mind? Hi. Right, I'm not here to talk about Club 1872, right? I'm not here to talk about me and Club Celtic, right? I'm here to talk about Ryan Christie, mm. the, abusive, the abusive boy he got. So it was just much over the top. And it was just Celtic fans. Rangers fans were getting it tight as well. So they were. And I think for a young boy, but is he 21? A bit older than that, I think, Roger, isn't he? Listen, he's slightly older, Gary. I I didn't say it was Celtic fans who were abusing him. It doesn't really matter to me. It's not really important, is it? Which club supporters were were abusing Ryan? The, The problem is Ryan was suffering this abuse on social media. That, to me, is not what social media is for. Um, Ryan Christie clearly agrees Because he has deleted his account I just think it's terrible That in this day and age People think it's okay To target players for that type of abuse uh, What did you make of the game overall On, on Sunday Gary? Oh, all credit Livingston Honestly As I say like fans If you give credit to teams It beat us No I mean Most of us do anyway So they deserve to win We were, we were rubbish Rotten Crap Livingston deserved it in these, in, in these type of games it, ha- it happens It's not the first time you know what I mean But the way people can own it's, it's something that's not happened before I th- happen. Gary I think I think what the Biggest disappointment Is the fact of Livingston We all know What Livingston is about We all know that No matter who it is And people might People might have a go at Livingston and say, well, they they up their game against Celtic, they up their game against Rangers. They don't. That's the way they play. I quite enjoy watching Livingston. I think their manager's terrific. I really do. I think he's a very honest guy, hard-working guy. He's got his team organised. I think the big problem wasn't Sunday against Livingston. I think it was a combination of the performance at Easter Road as well. Their away performance... And the fact that Celtic, you don't really recognise them with losing with five points out of six in two away games. So I think that's where the big disappointments come in for the Celtic and, and I, I was at Levy in the first day of the season, does, and I have to say, I hold my hand up when we did our predictions, I thought Levy would finish 11th in the league and we'd have to scrap through a playoff. I said that because they had lost Liam Kelly, they had lost Craig Halkett, Declan Gallagher, Sean Byrne, a lot of the people who had been crucial to them coming up through the leagues had gone. And then I saw them in that first day They drew 0-0 with Motherwell Had the better of the game And I thought They're a better team than I'd anticipated And I saw them for Super Scoreboard Two or three weeks later In a 2-2 draw at St Johnson And they should have won the game They should have been out of sight And won the game Really impressed with them again And some of the signings Have been terrific Lyndon Dykes among them And noticed I was at For Hill for Super Scoreboard On Saturday for the Queen of the South game And we spoke about the differential Between Stephen Doby's goals last season And Stephen Doby's goals this season and I said on Saturday, I thought he was missing Lyndon Dykes. Mm-hmm. But Queen of the South's loss has definitely been Livingston's gain this season. What about the bigger picture then, Gary? You don't you don't sound like you're panicking too much. You're full of belief that this will all be uh, rectified in the next few games? I'd like, to, I'd like to think so. I mean, I'm not going to kid myself on here to say... I mean, certainly I'm playing rubbish now and I hope it doesn't continue. You know what I mean? I, I, you do get a bit worried. You know what I mean? You do that as a supporter. Is it, is it something that these pitches they don't like? 
us we just come they could come down for the big game and yeah, but a smaller type of game. Uh means there's a lot of scenarios in it. Well well you you, you I, I don't buy into the big pitches as well. Yes, we all agree that we'd love or to top flight teams to be grass. Oh, hold hold on there must be there must be this goes back to what I said earlier on. Whilst you can't blame the pitch, it undeniably changes the game. That's not an excuse. Please let me be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. But the game looks completely different if it's on a big grass surface. Yeah, of course but, it does. But they played in a big grass surface against Hibs at Easter Road and didn't have a good performance as well. It's but we a, just spoke. A, we spoke about it at the weekend there as well mm-hmm. as to how who which one of you said that it was night and day. Someone said it's Jim Duffy talks about it was in the context of Rangers and Hamilton Ackies. That being at Ibrooks compared to being at, at, at Hamilton is night and day different. Yeah, but even if it was grass, it'd still be night and day because you go to Ibrooks in front of that crowd. It's a different. Yeah, but it's another factor that makes life more difficult, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, you can you can put a, a, a hundred factors into this, but it's just the same. Well, you are allowed to consider more than one at any but, one but, time. But Celt- Celtic have coped well going to Hamilton. Celtic have coped well going to Kilmarnock. If any of the teams had struggled, it was Rangers who had been struggling at Kilmarnock prior to this season yeah. on, on a plastic surface. But again, that, that's what I, maybe I'm wording it in a clumsy fashion. It's not meant to be an excuse, but Gordon saying Gordon's almost acting as if it's not even a consideration. It's not a factor that impacts the game when it, it must do. Um, well, listen, I've walked across the pitch at the Tony Macaroni Stadium, and it is different to walking across grass. I'm not going to deny that it is different, but it didn't seem to handicap Celtic in previous games at Livingston. Neil Lennon. Well, they drew nil nil there last season. Yeah, Rangers lost. But you said it didn't didn't seem to handicap well, Celtic. Celtic didn't win thirty eight games last season. You know, Celtic dropped points on grass pitches as well. So Neil Lennon, all credit to him, didn't shy away from any. Didn't blame the pitch at the weekend. Um, didn't blame the referee for letting Christie's red card. Just came out and said, "Listen, we lost the mm. game. Livingston played really yeah. well. We didn't." And he didn't blame the pitch So I don't think any of us Should be blaming the pitch No again I Maybe I'll, I'll repeat it a third time In the hope that I make more sense I of thought it. You, I thought you not, were a fan of Not, so, not blaming the pitch But even when, when Rangers went there In the cup When anybody goes there right? Let, let's forget about what team When anybody goes The game looks different The game is played out In a different fashion Yeah and you can say the same At Hamilton mm. Come on it's a, it's a different pitch that, Listen If we don't like them The club shouldn't have approved Bringing them in in the first place uh, Don't get Fraser Wishart started We'll get him on at some point um, Let's move on and speak to Archie Shawlands, thank you very much to Gary. Archie, what's on your mind? I see before I start, guys. I think it's disgraceful and disgusting people that are, that are slagging off that young boy, Ryan Christie. They seem to forget what he's done when he played for Scotland and for Celtic this season. He's been immense. And to slag a young boy off like that just goes to show you how uneducated they are in football terms. The best players in the world have been sent off in games for heaven's sake, and they don't get that abuse. So they should want to get for themselves. And if Celtic supporters are doing that, it's even more embarrassing. It's disgraceful to slag a young boy off because you've been sent off. It's not his fault. Uh, my main point is about... Uh, I just think that the wee right-back that Celtic's got, Bongo's name was Bogle or something. I don't know where we no. got him from. No, that wee boy, yeah, that wee boy. I've watched him three games live now. He's just huffing and puffing. He's running about and he always loses the ball. And he's, he's just like a wee a boy running about. Not, doesn't know what to do I don't know where we got him from Stoke. He'd have to improve 100% If he wants to be Celtic Are you talking about Bauer? Bauer, sorry I'm calling him Bogle Sorry, Bauer right, I, right, I, don't right. know where he, I don't know where we got him from Because he's definitely Not a Celtic player Well, it was de- he is it was, And it was definitely Stoke They got him from I, I thought he had been 
getting relatively good reviews. He's, he's, Granted, he's on Sunday, scored, and Sunday he, didn't have a, a good no, game, did he? No, his defending uh, for the first goal was really, really poor. But it wasn't just him, so you can't just put all the blame at his door. Um, his second choice, El Hamid is number one, uh, who is, for me, a terrific right-back. I know he can play in one, but I've been very impressed with him. Uh, you've got to give the lad some time, you know. He's just arrived in at Celtic. He's not had that many games. Um, yeah, he didn't have his best game, but he wasn't the only one in the back four, I've got to say. Um, I thought Celtic were poor defensively at the weekend. As a coach and a manager, does I need to ask you, when Celtic stepped up at the first Livingston goal, yeah. the back four was like a zigzag line. Your right back cannot be the deepest Player there, Roger. That was a big Who, and he's got, now, Jul- Julian has gone with his man Dykes, mm-hmm. and Dykes plays the ball into Robinson. Now, for Asia to take a step back <laughs> and watch where Robinson is, is fair enough, yes. So, Bowers, the guy who's made the mistake, Bowers should be in front of Asia, who's the deepest defender. Yeah, 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 because what happens if you see it, Bower, to be fair to the lad, when he looks across, he knows he's in the wrong position. He seems to get distracted by Nicky Devlin, exactly. doesn't he? I For whatever I, reason, I, he... I, I totally agree, Gordon, because I watched him and I thought he's get caught up here. And when he looks across and he realises he's the furthest defender and he's gone, I'm in the wrong position here, he can't get into the position that he wants to and he tries to step up and play yeah. play the offside yeah and Robinson's he's, on yeah Robinson he's, it's a nice pass from Robbie Crawford isn't oh, it brilliant that's what I'm saying sometimes as Celtic you'll probably go and sit down and you can pick holes in that all day long as Livingston you'll go and say and delighted what, a, wow, what a terrific goal uh, we have to move on with the travel but let's quickly let Archie's uh, in with his second point anyone else not, not doing it for you at the moment Archie the second point as well is I think James Forrest is playing with injury there's something wrong with the boy. He's just he, he was substituted as well on Sunday. There's something wrong with that wee boy because he's not himself. He's just completely a shadow of himself, I think. And Callum McGregor as well seems to be. He, he definitely wants needs a rest. Celtic, some of these Celtic players that are key players for the club. They need a wee rest, and we need quality to get them in. I'm certainly not worried about the league because we went to Ibrox and I was at the game. It could have been five or six. These Rangers fans forget that Celtic could have took five or six off Rangers Ibrox. So nothing to worry about the league. We won the league. Okay, confident as Archie and Shollins at James Forrest. I mean, he's over the piece. He's been incredibly important for Celtic this season, scoring a number of big goals. Um, Archie's not so sure in the last few weeks, though. I, I wonder if Archie can be right. Um, I'm not saying either Forrest or McGregor are injured. If they'd been injured, they wouldn't be travelling to Moscow with Scotland. But you wonder if they would benefit from being left out of the team, even just for two or three games. They've played an incredible amount of football over an incredibly long period of time. Um, Kieran Tierney was another who played an incredible amount of football and eventually towards the end of last season, his body just said, no, listen, I've had enough, I need to go for, you know, a rest and some rehab and ended up having double hernia surgery, didn't he? I just wonder, not saying they need a rest because I'm sure the sports science people at Lennoxton know a lot better than me, Gordon. I wonder if they would benefit from being left out I've got to say Roger I watch Celtic every second week um, and I am the biggest fan in Scotland of McGregor I think he's got everything in his locker fantastic talent fantastic football player let's not get away from that but this season and near the end of last season just watching him he looked a bit Shaded But then you wouldn't have said that Against Kluge on Thursday Would you? That's no, the problem No, no there's, there's different games Gordon that, that It's like I keep saying to you 
getting into a Celtic Rangers game, Rangers Celtic game, when you go on the that, adrenaline, you the think adrenaline, it's different than the occasion. Y- yeah, it gets you. That's what I'm saying. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Details of a UEFA charge against Celtic today. We'll tell you those next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And just when I, when I said Roger Hanna's name, it reminded me, Gordon, did you see this today in, in this morning's newspaper? Granted, it was very, very small. Um, but when I was sitting eating my granola this morning, I, I realised they've now got Roger Hanna conducting cup draws. Like he's oh, some sort no, of no, no. like this, he's some sort of celeb. This has been a regular occurrence for several seasons. What, what, what cup? The good people of the Scottish Junior Football Association come oh. into the Scottish Sun offices once a year and were, were it's one of the highlights of my season. Invited to conduct the Scottish Junior Cup third round. Have you got have you got a, a style? Do you go Rod Stewart? Do you do you try and add a bit of pizzazz to the the draw? Or? No, no, it's very no. straightforward. Myself and I, are I, you I, home or away? I was actually home this year, and uh, Ronnie McConaughey from the sponsors of the Junior Cup, Macron, did the away team. So you're somewhere between Alan McRae and Rod Stewart. Is that what you're telling us? Uh, do you, do you like yeah. to pitch yourself and, down the middle? And before Daz asks. I did give Glen after home tie. What's the what's the tie of the round? What should we be yeah. looking out for? Well, there was a Tayside derby between Downfield and Tayport. It was a big oh, one, but for classic for, for, classic. The lo- for the locals round about these uh, these studios, Clyde Bank away to Peters Hill. Oh, lovely! So not a long journey for Clyde Bank. Yeah, You'll yeah, get along to game, that. Good game, good game. Uh, Roger is available for cup draws, christenings, mm. bar mitzvahs, anything else you want. <laughs> give us a call: oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. My girl is on, uh, saying we know we Rangers were well beaten by Celtic at Ibrooks, but last season the league wasn't won or lost in old firm games. It was against the other teams that Rangers lost it. But I think that hits on an important point, Roger. There was a a perception perhaps a few weeks ago that. It was all going to come down to, to these old firm games Has that has that been blown out the water Or has that perception changed somewhat Over the last couple of weeks well, It's a guessing game At this time of the season Everyone thought before the game at Ibrox Or the vast majority of people Phoning the show Expected a Rangers win at Ibrox And Celtic went and won the game So then everyone Expected Celtic to, to canter away And go a few points clear And they haven't They've stalled They've taken one point from six From visits to Hibs and Livingston Rangers have won Every game other than that old firm defeat um, So as we say It's almost like a mirror image of last season When Rangers did stumble against teams other than Celtic So we just don't know what's going to happen next Celtic are next up Ross County Weekend Saturday at Celtic Park And if Celtic can bounce back and win that game As you would expect them to The pressure then goes to Rangers On the Sunday lunchtime at Tynecastle. Ian is a Celtic fan in Hampshire Hi Ian how you doing, Gordon? How you doing, uh, Gordon and Roger? Hi, Ian. Uh, Roger, let me take it up with you. Rangers have played five games at home. They were lucky against Livingston, two to ten men, uh, and they were lucky against Hibs, two-one, uh, and Hibs went down to ten men in the fifty-fifth minute. Now, let, let Rangers supporters enjoy their glory. They were coming last year and they were coming the year before. We still can't see them. But they've played five home games. Who have they played? They've still got to go to Livingston yet. They've still got to go to Hibs yet. They've still got to go to Petaudry, etc, etc. We went to Motherwell and took five of them after going behind. Now, the two penalty picks we got turned down against Hibs at Easter Road was blatant. Kevin Glancy had a blindfold on. No, I mean? Even a blind man could see there were penalty kicks. But... The battle on Sunday 
Livingston deserve to win the game because Celtic won the races. But Roger, I'll take you up on it. Rangers, let them enjoy their glory because nothing is given out in September, October, November. Well, there's a cup in December. But the both of them still got to get through their semi-final and get the final. Roger. Well, listen, I've said a few times in the show There's going to be so many twists and turns in Between now and the end of the season There's been a few twists and turns in the first 8 games of the league seasons I think how many there could be in the last 30 games of the league season I think what there definitely is Is there definitely a league title race this season More so than there is in England with the looks of things um, Rangers have shown that Where they were vulnerable to other teams last season Thus far And I know what Ian's saying They haven't been to Petaudry They haven't been to Tynecastle They go there in 10 days 12 days time uh, They haven't been to Easter Road yet But they've been to Kilmarnock and won Where they couldn't win last season um, And they're two points clear at the top Celtic have shown A vulnerability in the last two weeks That we didn't really think They would show this season So there is a bit of doubt As to where the championship Is going to end up And listen It's fantastic for the Scottish game Ian, granted there was a red card You're absolutely right But just to double check Did you refer to Rangers 6-1 win against Hibs As being lucky in that opening remark? No, 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 no I didn't mean lucky They were 2-1 up uh-huh. Until a young boy Massey gets sent off in the 55th minute And they never scored the third goal Until the 74th minute Now, Hibs were still in the game Because I watched the game, Rob I watched the full game Because I worked away from home, obviously So... I get a luxury to watch a game. No, both the old firm, because I'm a football supporter. As, as Gordon will know, I'm a big Liverpool supporter as well. Know what I mean? We're coming to get you, Gordon. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are doing okay. Uh, Ian, to be honest with you, but I was at the Livingston game, You, the one you were talking about as well. Uh, second half Livingston did take the lead And uh, put up a better fight But I always thought the Rangers were going to win that game And even the Hibs game I know Hibs had a spell on that Just before the red card But yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a very very convincing afternoon Really from start to finish What's great for Scottish football um, Is the fact that after Celtic went to Ibrox And won comfortably You've got to say The Celtic fans were shouting the league's over now all of a some, sudden some. Yeah well, Some were shouting The league's over Now some are going Well it doesn't Finish until next year And Ian If you're looking for Rangers Look above you Oh good fun I'm sure uh, Just before we let Ian go And in fact sorry I'll say We will let Ian go And before we go to the news Roger Let's squeeze in um, A bit of breaking news today That's that Celtic have been charged uh, By UEFA Facing disciplinary charges For fireworks Lit uh, by supporters At the home game Against Kluge uh, we had one of these, didn't we, earlier on this season away in Stockholm, I think it was. These things tend to carry a small financial punishment. Um, I don't know, eventually maybe it adds up to something more severe. There's been nothing to suggest that in the last couple of seasons. Uh, I don't understand it, Gordon. We spoke about the, the abuse of Ryan Christie on social media. I don't understand that. And I don't pretend to understand why people would like pyrotechnics at the football Um They've been warned Celtic as a club have implored the supporters Not to indulge in this at football games And they continue to ignore the club And all they're doing is causing the club financial problems With, and you know, as you say Fine after fine after censure after warning after fine And you have to have sympathy for Peter Lowell and the Celtic board It's that time of the evening 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time, your chance to get one over on Roger Hanna or Gordon DL and win yourself a signed ball. But on top of that tonight, just for taking part, we're going to give you a pair of tickets to Saturday's Rangers against Liverpool Legends match at Ibrox. Stephen Gerrard is pulling the boots on. Jamie Carragher, at Richard Goff, our own Alex Ray, uh, Patrick Berger. There are some good names from down the years turning out at Ibrox. And just for taking part on Beat the Pundit, you could be there. You don't even need to get any questions right, but it does help. 0141 951 1025. Call us now. The lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 0141 951 1025 to get in touch on the phones. We've been looking back on a busy weekend in the Scottish Premiership. It is international break as well. So if you've got any thoughts, on Scotland Who should who should play up front That's got to be the glaring question At the moment Is it going to be The likes of Lauren Shankland Is it going to be Ollie Burke Johnny Russell We don't really have any other choices um, And what about the potential Of calling up Lyndon Dykes Well we'll hear from him After we do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Always time for Beat the Pundit First though Gordon and Roger are both standing by One of them is taking on Alan from Blainfield How are you tonight Alan? I'm great thanks Gordon Fantastic You should be fantastic Because you're a winner already Alan You don't even need to go any further Well you need to take part and Beat the Pundit But you don't need to get any right And you've already got yourself a pair of tickets To this Legends match between Rangers and Liverpool on Saturday You happy with that? Smashing Good man, listen And you've got a fan club in the background as well By all accounts Yeah, yeah that's my daughter, yeah <laughs> Good stuff uh, Gordon, you're going along to the game Some big names involved Yeah, looking forward Looking forward to that um, Big exciting uh, Stephen Gerrard looks like He can still play just now um, He looks really fit, so you, You've not been asked to get the boots on or anything though, no? uh, my, my days of that are gone, Gordon Injured? I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. finished when I was 18 Okay. Uh, Alan, I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads, you're taking on Roger minus one Hannah And if it's tails, you are taking on Gordon DL Gordon cuts his own hair DL, we should make it tonight yeah. uh, And it is tails It's Gordon against Alan in Blainfield Alan, you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Gordon You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Right, let's get stuck in I'll get your 30 second timer ready And then we'll go Your time starts now, what nationality is Aberdeen's Curtis Main? Finnish. Which English? Which ex-Rangers player was capped twice for Russia in '98 whilst at Ibrox? Uh, Kuznetsov. Which English team did Stuart Finlay join Kilmarnock from? Pass. Excluding loans, how many different teams has Craig Gordon played for? Three. Who managed Falkirk between 2003 and 2009? Uh... Pass. Which Scottish team did Stephen Colker play for last year? Falkirk Okay, let's bring Gordon Deal back Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can Same set of questions to you You ready? Go What nationality is Aberdeen's Curtis Main? Uh, Canadian Which ex-Rangers player was capped twice for Russia in 98 whilst at Ibrox? Kuznetsov Which English team did Stuart Finlay join Kilmarnock from? <sighs> Pass Excluding loans, how many different teams has Craig Gordon played for? Uh, three. Who managed Falkirk between 2003 and 2009? Uh, Alec Thorne. And which Scottish team did Stephen Colker play for last year? 
Dundee. Alan, it doesn't strike me as being a high scoring affair. How do you think you did? <laughs> I think you just beat me. Think so? Uh, it wasn't a classic, I'll tell you that. Let's go through and find out. Uh, Aberdeen's Curtis Main is not Finnish. He's not Canadian. He is English. It's a lot, it's a lot more straightforward than that. So. Uh, that's uh, a trick question. How's that? In, in what possible way is that a trick question? That's a trick question. Uh, which ex Rangers player was capped twice for Russia in 98 whilst Ibrox Roger? I can't I believe like I cannot believe Gordon Deal didn't get this one See the sign ball See if I brought it in the studio And stood on top of it And then looked over the desk Oh no John Robertson's pal See the thing Alan It might have slipped your mind But Gordon Deal was in the opposition dugout that day When Andrew Kinchelskis stood in the ball Semi final, yeah. I'm afraid it was Kinchelskis. None of you got it. Which English team did Stuart Finlay join Kilmarnock from? Newcastle United. Newcastle. Good for Stuart. Uh, Not good for you two because it's nil nil after three questions. Classic. (laughs) Defence is on top, Alan. Uh, Right, excluding loans, how many different teams has Craig Gordon played for? Let's let's do the working. Hearts, Sunderland, Celtic. Three. Gordon got it Alan got it as well it's Oh one what a game uh, Who managed Falkirk Between 2003 and 2009 Was it Nicole? Was it actually Totten didn't it John Yogi Hughes oh. Oh, yeah. So all comes down All comes down to this last question Because it's one uh, Which Scottish team Did Stephen Calker play for Gordon said Dundee, Dundee. Alan said Falkirk no. Get in there The answer is Dundee <laughs> Alan <laughs> Alan, I cannot believe he's got the cheek to celebrate that. Oh. I feel like docking him points for the Kinchelskis one, but he has I beaten you, I'm afraid. I cannot believe to go. But I beat Gordon at the golf last uh, last month at um oh. Codder Golf Club. Oh, you never thought what's this? Oh I, I, the the day it was absolutely pouring down. Uh, absolutely God Now the white people do Yes 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 Yes, yes. Well, There you go It's one each then That's uh, One each Yeah but uh, Unlucky tonight You're only as good As your last game mate 2-1 <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not a classic But it's another Three points there please uh, Alan listen that was the, That's just the, That was the, the Warm up act Because you've already Got your main prize You're off to the Legends game this weekend Anyway so enjoy the day Thank you very much, Scott. Good man. That was Alan in Blainfield. Two tickets to the Rangers Liverpool Legends match at Ibrooks on Saturday. We're going to be giving away the tickets all week on Beat the Pundit. Kinchelskis, come on. Oh, come Gordon, on. Gordon, I, I, I tried to wipe it from my memory. But I'll tell you what, I'm not really caring because it's all about winning for me. Do you know the thing is, you've done it before, maybe even more than once, but I don't care. Give us the story again. With uh, Kinchelskis Kinchelskis The shirt swapping story I don't story even guys. care Come if on. we've had it before I'd, well, It's one of my all time favourites Well I, I, I've got to say I was actually Standing down You know how the, the, the It's not the uh, Technical the, area the Technical area And we're getting an absolute drubbing And Kinchelskis up to my full back Robertson And it's I've got to say Inside I was actually applauding right But you can't show that He stands in the ball Puts his hand up He looks to if to say Right where are you Dodgy He gives back Full back He crosses it And Dodge heads And right So I thought Right forget the other Six goals I'm going for him At full time <laughs> Forget the other six <laughs> <laughs> The other six Were breakaways And lucky So Robertson comes in I'm having a real go at him. I can't believe You're doing that You should have put him Right up in the stand Obviously the New technical stuff for it Get him right on the stand You know he's just Disrespectful in the, the door chaps And my kit man standing at the door And I always have a cup of tea going To try and calm myself down after it 
And uh, lo and behold, who's standing at the door? Kinchelskis. And I look at him and he says, I'm here to swap strips with John Robertson. Well, the tea went 100 miles an hour towards Kinchelskis, didn't it? And I turned around and I slaughtered them. Absolute slaughter. I can't believe you're one to swap strips with them. I can't believe after the drubbing that we've just taken, you are actually want one of their strips. Two minutes later, the door champs again, and I'd forgot I asked a Rangers player if I could get his swap after again. Whose was it? Uh, Ferguson's, I think it was. <laughs> Honestly, that could that genuinely could only happen to you. <laughs> uh, one, it was one of the ones, right, boys? We're unlucky. Let's go and get a wee share now. But I've got to say, Kintelskis on that, it, it's, it, it was a fantastic piece of skill. Roger, there is no hope. Have you ever spoken to him about it? Never. He's, he did see the tea coming. <laughs> um, that was the quickest he moved, and that was the quickest he had to move that day. But, um, you know, it was just one of the days. Listen, to get to a semi final against a team like that, you know, with the millions that they'd spent. Was great, and we we got to the final against them as well, um, which was good. So, but uh, I've got to applaud. I like a bit of skill. Okay, I'm just glad don't be, you just bro- don't don't be throwing your tea around the studio. That's I'm glad you against, brought that up uh, again. Health and safety in here, right? Who should start up front for Scotland? Should it be Lauren Shankland? It would be a bit bit of a surprise, I'm sure. Should it be Johnny Russell? Should it be Ollie Burke? We don't really have any other choices. Oliver McBurney's pulled out. We could always shoehorn a, a midfielder. Well, that's an interesting shout. We'll get to that in just a second. We'll hear from some of the contenders and uh, we'll assess the possibility of Lyndon Dykes. But let's take a call from John and Canvas Lang first. Hi, John. Uh, evening, panel. Evening, Gordon. Evening, Roger. Hi, Evening, Gordon. Uh, I was just uh, reading the paper there about uh, giving McGregor a new contract for Rangers. Uh, I feel we've cut out the, the silly stuff we've been getting involved in last year, the wee kickouts, the wee pushes, the, the things that kind of cost Rangers when they get suspended. So a few players across the board like that, but I feel we give McGregor another year and getting him in that coaching role. I think his goalkeeping knowledge will be valuable for, say, young McCordy who's coming through, been in alone a couple of times, but I feel McGregor's, it's a no-brainer for me getting him an hour year because I think he could play in his 40, maybe even longer. Mm. What do the panel think? Yeah, I mean, look, plenty of goalkeepers, plenty of good goalkeepers have played into their 40s. Uh, Alan McGregor looks as if he could. He signed a two-year deal. This is the second season of it. He, he's an upgrade in Wes Fotheringham. We said that at the time and he's shown it with his performances. Um, if he's cut out the silly stuff, as you put it, the way Morelos looks to have cut out the silly stuff, then Rangers will benefit and Alan McGregor will benefit from it as well. But for me, there's no doubt he could play for another couple of years, if not longer. How old is he, Roger? Sorry. I think he's 37, is that correct? 37, yeah. If I could come back to one quick point. Cheers. Yeah, you go. Uh, also, uh, on the same board, I would say when Defoe comes to the end of his loan period, he'd be out of contract with. Uh, Bournemouth for Rangers in the same sort of scenario bring him out give him an hour year get him an, a coaching role coaching the, the strikers coming through at Rangers there's a chance Morales keeps playing the way he is he might not be there next season so some of the young guys are going to benefit from the experience of Defoe and it depends what sort of money he's looking for but I think he's made his money and I think he's quite happy in Scotland and giving him another, another year would be a no-brainer to me as well because He's come up here and he's got 20 goals since January And that's not even 20 I think that's even less starts And he's just Took a wee while to settle Same as Davis But it's 
since he's up and running, he's, I can't believe we've got a player before even at his age. He's not really looking his age at the moment, is he, Gordon? No. I mean, it would take a serious decline over the next six months for fans like John to call up and say that they don't think he's worth an extended deal at the end of the, 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 the current one. The great thing about these lads nowadays, Gordon, they're very fortunate. Um, they get in, in the morning. They get their breakfast, they get their lunch, they get you know their their training programs. They get brought out of the training if they're going too fast or they've run too far, and they're well looked after. And off the pitch, they know that you know they want to extend their career as long as they possibly can. And if they're good pros, you look at Scott Brown, for instance, the Foes, people like that, Richard Goff, for when when I was at Rangers, I I couldn't believe. The amount of training, how he looked after his body, everything about him. He went on to play till he was, what, 39 or something, Roger? And he was absolutely tremendous. These boys can play as long as, you know, as long as the legs tell you everything's going. The thing that catches up maybe is if you get sort of a bad knock that takes you a little bit longer to recover. But Defoe looks as sharp as, as ever in the Scottish League. McGregor... Will play on till you know I'm with Roger in our two or three years. Everybody was questioning Scott Brown not that long ago, and Scott Brown has been absolutely terrific. So these boys nowadays can extend their careers by and years. It's not so long ago that David Weir was Footballer of the Year in Scotland at forty-one. So yeah. you know if, if Jermaine Defoe, Alan McGregor are needing any. Any the days of the fish suppers are there. gone, Roger. It's all uh, well looked after, maintained, and you know the great thing is. I think the fish suppers went after Stamford Bridge with Eddie Large. Yeah, yeah. We d- that shows you, Gordon. When when we were full time, you used to stop at, um, you know, a cafe and the weight training, and you probably can get a rolling sausage, and if you were really hungry, stick an egg on it for a doubler. <laughs> These guys turn up at training grounds now, and they're every. Supplement every bit of food and nutrition, and you know, the way they're looked after, recovery days, ice baths, everything like that. So, no, these guys can play a lot longer nowadays, as long as you don't get a nasty injury. John and Cambus Lang, thank you very much for the call. 0141951 We are approaching the Scotland match with Russia at the end of the weekend. You want to play Ryan Christie up front. Explain your thinking. No, I want to play Stephen Fletcher up front, but he's clearly not going to play. Well, you want to play Cristiano Ronaldo up front. Do you know what I mean? No, but come on, we can only not, go with what no, we've got no, there in the squad yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I, I, all joking aside, I would like Stephen Fletcher to play up front, but so would the, I, the, the, the official line is he's managing his ankle injury and isn't able to come. So there's no Stephen Naismith, there's no Lee Griffiths, there's no Oliver McBurney. So Steve Clark's options are limited. Um, there's no Scott McTominay in the midfield because of suspension and he has lost a long list of central defenders. Kieran Tierney's not there either, Ryan Jack's not there. So, you know, he's lost a decent team, far less the ones he's, he's taking to Moscow in the flight, charter flight tomorrow. So for me, his best option up top would be Ryan Christie in a sort of false nine. James Forrest one side Ryan Fraser the other And then even with McTominay missing You would still have a midfield three Of John McGinn Callum McGregor And Kenny McLean Who for me is, is an underrated Scotland player And I would, I would have Kenny McLean in there I would then look at Andy Robertson obviously Stephen O'Donnell Charlie McGrew David Marshall And you're going to have to give a debut To one central defender Michael Devlin Stuart Finlay Or Declan Gallagher And for me if McGrew is left sided Gallagher would be the right-sided centre-half on form Striker Gordon um, 
Roger's gone for a an out the box suggestion if you like just by the fact that he's, he's not a natural striker. But then again, mm. he's played there, o- isn't o- it? Oliver Burke's not necessarily is he? I, I don't think anyone really knows specifically what Oliver Burke is. The other choice would be Johnny Russell, or it would be Lauren Shankland, who's the the surprise yeah. inclusion if you want to call it that. I think away from home, Gordon against a Russian team that will probably have the majority of the ball. Uh, our best bet counter attack, and when we do that, I think we need bags of pace. Um, I would probably start with Burke. I would certainly find a place in the team for uh, Ryan Christie. Though of that, there's no doubt. But I would start with Burke, and I would try and say, look, to get a bit of breathing space, let's try and play the ball over the top, use his pace, cause a bit of problem, get them up the park. They need to get up the park. Now, Ryan Christie, I don't think that is that kind of player. And I don't think Ryan Christie will come in and hold the ball in against big centre-backs. I know what Roger's saying. I can understand his, 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 his thoughts about it. But I just think when we will be so deep, we need an out-ball somewhere to get us, whether it's a ball into the channels, for him to use his pace and get a throw-in and get us up the park a bit. Well, Lauren Shanklin says he's hoping to surprise a few people after his first call-up. He says he understands the, the scepticism about the inclusion, but believes John McGinn has shown that it is possible for championship players to have an impact. People are always going to have their opinions, I mean, and they're entitled to it. It's football, that's the sort of environment that we're in, and I can see people's point of view that it's the second tier of football in Scotland, but John McGinn's done it before, he's been improved, it, it can't happen, and he, he played in the Championship level, and now look at him in the Premier League, so it's been done before, and hopefully I can replicate that. Certainly hope so, if I get the opportunity, then I'll hope to surprise people and, and do as well as I can, but all you can do is your best if you get the opportunity, and if it works out, it works out. It wasn't something I was thinking about to happen immediately, you know what I mean? It was always working towards being selected for the national team eventually to be at that level, so it was something that I always had in my mind that I wanted. Most people, when he was in the squad, were on the same line suggesting that probably wouldn't start against Russia, and San Marino is a more likely opposition, Roger. Has the withdrawal of Ollie McBurney changed that at all? No, I don't think so. No, no not for me. I don't think Lawrence Shankland will start the game on Thursday. I think it is a straight choice between... Daz is Oliver Burke and my Ryan Christie if you like um, I can't see Johnny Russell leading the line I can't see Lauren Shanklin leading the line Shanklin is an accomplished player An accomplished chance taker He tends to play in teams who go forward Who create chances and he takes them Two seasons at Air United On the front foot Attacking teams Creating chances he took them This season Dundee United An attacking team creating chances He takes them Scotland in the Luzniki on Thursday night Will not necessarily have an enormous amount of possession. They will not create a huge number of chances. Um, I don't think it's Lawrence Shanklin's type of game. He was born in Australia. He sounds Australian, but could Lyndon Dykes be the answer to Scotland's striking crisis? Well, we'll hear from him next, and we've got a full time teaser. You know, we don't mess about on a Tuesday, so you're going to need a pen and paper and your thinking cap on. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel is here, Roger Hanna's alongside him, and it's time to tackle tonight's full time teaser. I know you like to take part in these at home as well. Get your pen and paper ready because this is a toughie. We always make them tough on a Tuesday because Roger is too smart for his own good. And John Smith is always the man who provides the difficult questions. So well done to John for sending this in. I think there's one of these that we could genuinely just Forget Forget about But we'll we'll see how we go Since 2000 Mm -hmm. 11 players have played At some point in Scotland And have scored Against Scotland 
Can you name them? So since 2000 11 players have played in Scotland And have scored against Scotland Do you need me to repeat the question Gordon? Yeah 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 Because yeah. you usually do Yeah um, I mean I have repeated it 2000 11 players have played in Scotland And have also scored against Scotland Tour Andrew Flo No Robbie Keane Yes I had a funny feeling Roger would get one right before you did No offence <laughs> No offence taken <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really offended um, with that comment The Lithuanian lad at heart um, Was it Mikulianus? No Chisnauskas? No I think he one of them won the won a penalty didn't oh, he? Oh and is Andreas Skerla scored? No Hmm Good question That's a good question Let's see what you can come up with on Twitter then Since 2000 11 players have played in Scotland And have scored against Scotland Guys like Robbie Keane Played for Celtic in 2010 Scored against Scotland For the Republic of Ireland Did Scott McDonald score with Australia? No Craig Moore score with Australia? No Did John Rogge score with Australia? Joe Ledley? No Did any Australian score? (laughs) It's a bit early for clues <laughs> Oh there's one then Oh there's a wee Australian there Who is it Roger? Come on I've set it up for you I need to have a think You do that uh, Let's hear a bit from Lyndon Dykes uh, He says he would happily pull on a Scotland shirt If Australia don't come calling first So he impressed in Sunday's win uh, As Gary Holtside beats Celtic uh, Dykes didn't even grow up as a football fan but he reckons in a strange roundabout way that might have helped him. I grew up in Australia, so I probably Australia. If both of them came, but it's, it's hard if Scotland came and Australia didn't come, then obviously I would like to play for Scotland. And my parents are Scottish, so I played schoolboys for Australia, but not through the ranks of actual actual yeah, national. Put it down to hard work and just uh, put my head down and, and, and hopefully uh, I, I, I can uh, prove people and show people that I'm good enough to make even maybe a step up or and put my name on the radar. Growing up, I wasn't a a big football supporter I think when there's kids here and they, they support big teams and then I play against them they're all like nervous and etc but I just go into any game if it's anyone in whatever league and division I'm just going in the same same uh, mind and uh, just just want to score some goals and um, do my best for the team Calling Lyndon Dykes up to Scotland would that be an inspired move or would it be an overreaction to a couple of decent performances? An overreaction for me at the minute um, I'm not saying the lad can't go on He's progressed well We spoke earlier on the show How he's progressed well From Queen of the South to Livingston um, He's taken on every challenge That's been laid before him And he took his game to a new level At the weekend He gave Christopher Julian A really awkward 90 minutes At Livingston at the weekend But to earn a move Into the Scotland national squad For me He's going to have to do A little bit more I totally agree um, I thought you would be all for this for some reason uh, Only because he's probably copied my hair uh, colour But I think the lad's doing very well He's he's, he's come in from Queen of South last season And I know you can argue the fact with Shanklin uh, Playing at Championship and he's playing at Premier League um, No, I don't, I don't think he's at that stage yet I like the boy, I really do I think... Uh, he needs a, a good season in the Premier League And it's, I think if it was a good season with Livingston I think there'll be other clubs looking at him But 
to just go and say, well, we're struggling, let's go. He's had a couple of good games. He looks a handful. We'll put him in the Scotland squad. No. Okay, I'll just try and play devil's advocate then. Is he not at least a different option in terms of what he would bring to the table if you compare them to the three strikers who are in line to start on I don't. Th- I don't think I've seen enough to him to know what he would bring to the table. Apart from, well, he's, he's going to put himself about, isn't he? Well, yeah, it's okay. It's, and he's quick and strong. It's, and it's okay putting yourself about against um, Celtic and Rangers, um, doing it week in, week out. That's what I'm saying, Gordon. I think it's too early for him. I'm not against him because I, I said here on Sunday, I watched him at Ibrox. Uh, he's aggressive. I think he's got something about him, uh, even the ball at his feet. But is that the stage we're at with Scotland now? Just the fact that, right, okay, we're struggling here. Um, there's a guy that's not getting picked with Australia. He's played in a few games, playing quite well. Let's bring him in. Is that where we are? Yes. Yeah, well, well, well <laughs> to, to be honest, though. Yeah, well, we're struggling. Well, listen, listen Lyndon Thanks, Dykes yeah. could put his hand up and say, I'm performing well in the Premiership and Chang- you have players in the Championship who yeah. are in the Scotland squad. So, if so, you so that is that, where we are then. Yeah. yeah. But but the difference I think um, with Shanklin just now, and I'm not. I wished Shanklin all the best in the world. I'm delighted for the boy. I don't personally agree a hundred percent with that either. But once again, we're short. Who else do you pick? That's the thing. So how do you not agree with it then? Because if there's no one else to pick, and Lauren Shanklin's the best option, who, you, who are you putting in the squad ahead of Lauren Shanklin? Because I think Shanklin got three strikers at the moment. I think Shanklin can score if if at home. I think if we can create a couple of chances, and it'll be the next game, obviously mm-hmm. not the Russian game. I think he's the one that could probably put the ball in the back and it's the best option. But going to Russia, um, I think that we're going to need someone that's going to get us up the pitch, an out ball over the top, and I think Oli mm. just now. What? I, I, I'm lost with the Scotland one, I really am. All, I, I all of this might not matter, Roger, because if you listen to Lyndon Dykes, he's not exactly falling over himself to represent Scotland. No, no. He and hasn't. It, but do you know what? I actually don't mind the honesty because he could easily have. Spun a line about how much it would have been a dream and all the rest of it. <laughs> he was up front. He says, "Yeah, I'd probably lean towards Australia, but if they don't come calling, and Scotland do, his parents are both Scottish. All his family is Scottish." Um, and it, an even more strange situation. It looks as if Harry Souter, younger brother of Scotland defender John, mm-hmm. will make his debut for Australia's senior team this week. Um, family ties. Australia have moved for Harry Fast. He's a Stoke City player on loan at Fleetwood Town. And he's going to go and play for Australia And Good. Jason Cummings Former Hibs and Rangers striker Is another Who because of family ties Is in talks with Australia And could go and play for them That's good Because that just means They'll be on a future teaser question mm-hmm. I can just I can see it now A couple of years down the line Let's take a call from Stephen in Paisley Hi Stephen Hiya Hi Stephen How you doing evening panel uh, my, my point is My first point is uh, Congratulations to Livingston Obviously on Sunday Because we're a better team They won the game And uh, I'm a bit missed the Celtic fans are actually having a go at Ryan Christie, making it as if it's his fault they lost. They lost because they weren't good enough on the day. Having seen them well set up, they took their goals well. My second point is another thing I'm missed about everybody's saying about how Ryan Christie will bounce back. Bounce back from what? He's only had a red card. Even if he's broke his leg, career threatening injury, it's only a red card. I think everybody's blown this out of context. And the guy's he's quite rightly he's took himself off Twitter. But uh, it's not real Celtic fans if Andy has gave him any kind of stick. I just thought that this is bamboozled me why 
it's a bouncing back bit. It's not a red card. Yeah, I mean, listen, there probably is a bit of merit in that, Roger. Um, it is only a red card. It's, it's maybe not that big a deal, but these things in Glasgow, they do tend to get blown out of proportion, even if it is on Twitter. Um, you know, there, there's that. There's that scrutiny There's that spotlight There's that blame culture That is what we're always told Is The added pressure of playing With a team like Celtic or Rangers Yeah And You know The callers are saying They're not real Celtic fans I'm afraid they are They just don't have the same Set of principles Or you know Standards that The other Celtic supporters have It's like saying The people are let off Fireworks and pyrotechnics Flying in the face of the advice And the encouragement from the club It's like saying They're not Celtic fans Yes they are Celtic fans They're just Celtic fans Who don't behave The way the club Would like them to behave uh, Gordon what about Stephen's point Maybe it is Is it getting blown out of proportion In terms of this This bouncing back And But at the same time I'm, I'm sure he I'm sure he was disappointed I'm sure he was gutted he, You know If you get sent off after whatever it was 27 minutes And your team then Don't win the game And you fall behind In the table And all the fallout That follows that Then you're going to feel it a bit Yeah of course, of course You'll feel it a bit um, And that's That's where I think The bounce by I don't think it's anything To do with his form Or the way He's been playing He's been absolutely terrific I think people are saying Well you know He knows that he's Probably let his teammates down That's what happens Gordon if you're going to win that game, you tend to go, right, okay, made a mistake. But when you lose it and then Rangers go top of the league, it adds that little bit to the game. The disappointment adds a disappointment. And you're desperate for the next game to come along to go and put that to right. Uh, he's nothing to prove because he's been absolutely terrific. Yeah, he's made a silly mistake. He's been punished for it. He's red card. His team's been punished as well. But if you take and Sunday's game After the game Even Neil Lennon said at half time He says I still thought We could go on and win this game Even with Ryan mm-hmm. Christie off the pitch But Ryan Christie Personally Will feel I've let my my mates down What do you make of Celtic's away form At the moment Stephen? I don't think it's that great To be honest with you The last two games The first game at Hibs Was patchy I think we should have two penalties there And my second point The Livingston game Which I said before The Monday the, the victors but I think as well, they could have been down to 10 men very easily because it was a very, very crude challenge put on the right back. The referee never seen that and he never seen two penalties. So I'm not going to go with the paranoia card here. But we didn't deserve anything. But the Hibs game, I thought we could have done something. But as I say, I think we're away for them. It's not been great. But it was like that last season as well at the start. Yeah. Do you, do, you bring, do you bring the Hamilton game into that, Stephen? I know you obviously got the three points. The performance maybe wasn't, wasn't good now, having looked at... What's followed Do you bring the Hamilton game in Or is that still okay Because ultimately you won it Yeah yeah I'll bring that into it as well I actually think Every time And I dread When we go to a plastic park We won't go to go on them But I think Celtic Just don't play on it They just can't play on them They seem to struggle Every time we go near a plastic park If we get a victory I'm always happy with that But I always think The performances are They're not great A good performance at Ibrox And then you go to Livingston And Hamilton You're thinking to yourself it's not the same team Because it's not the same park But it's everybody's got to play it As I say A bit of time yet Gordon What did you say Celtic's next away game Was Aberdeen. Tawdry Yeah, um, yeah Aberdeen They've got Ross County at home Which uh, No disrespect to Ross County But I do feel that Celtic At home Will win that uh, And then As Roger quite rightly says It's over to Rangers At Tynecastle And not a better time To go through to a, Usually a difficult place to go I think Rangers will win that one Because I think Hearts are all over the place Just now and then the following week will be that a bit of a test because you look at five points out of six on the road. 
Easter Road and obviously Livingston. Um, so that'll be the that'll be the big test for Celtic. Thank you very much. That was Stephen in Paisley on Twitter. Um, Grant Mackay has got one of the answers on the teaser. Graham has got a fantastic answer on mm. the teaser. Jason Coogan's as well. John Clark. Uh, that was a list of people that are all doing better on the teaser than you are. How do you so know? The, you're not the question is this: Since 2011, players have played in Scotland and scored against Scotland. You've got Robbie Keane so far. Any more? Come on, Roger. I've set you up. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. No. I've not set you up. Americans. Would you think? What did you think, Demarcus Beasley? Beasley. Uh, no. I don't think I'm with Roger. So. <laughs> uh, Daryl Murphy. Nope. <laughs> Jonathan Johansson. No. Ooh. Gordon, you got anything for us at all? Even a guess. Right, I'm going to go with my favourite player. And it's only because I watched him a hundred times at Nottingham Forest. Earnshaw? Wales? Have <laughs> you, you, know, you noticed that Gordon just says Earnshaw in every Robbie, teaser Robbie and hoping Earnshaw. that it's right? Is it right? It is right. What about Carlos He got Bocanegra. a hat trick. I get, ah, in 4 right. game, George Burnley was manager. Well done. Carlos Bocanegra? No. no. None from the USA. You can stop wasting oh, your where's time. Where's the Australian? We need the Australian. Mark Viduka? No. The Australian's a cracker. He's a he's a centre back or a full back. And it's I'm aware I've just given away that there definitely is an Australian, but it's, it is a cracker. It's not about Aaron Moy, is it? No, it's even more. Um, I think obscure. Aussies have been here. Mark Milligan. We're going way back on this one as well. This Tony, is Tony Vidmar. You're going to need top drawer SPL knowledge to remember this guy. I'm out. You are out. You are so far out of this one. There's not a chance you've even heard of him. So, right? but, yeah, but no from, way. But it's from two thousand. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not way way back. No, no. I know he's not an Aussie. He's a New Zealander. Chris Killen scored at Tyne no. Castle for New Zealand. No, no. he did not. Mm, Joe Inga Berget. No, but we'll leave it there. I'll give you a, a, another little clue to take you into the break. Two of them are within the last two years. Try and get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here They are trying their best Not that that's saying much They're trying their best <laughs> in tonight's full-time teaser Sent in by John Smith To fulltime at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question on the show That's where you need to send it Fulltime at Clyde1.com Since 2000 11 players have played in Scotland And have scored against Scotland Guys like Robbie Keane Played for Celtic Scored against us for the Republic of Ireland Robbie Earnshaw played for Morton Scored against Scotland for Wales Gordon, you got one Frank DeBoer Yes And embarrassingly a game the three of us were at The Nations League Biram Kyle for Israel Yes Can I just give an early mention to Craig McGregor on Twitter Wow. And David Kerwin Who has the top drawer SPL knowledge that I spoke of Colin Moffat Great mm. shout from you as well What about Simon Church? Did he score for Wales? I'm trying to think now Wales, Northern Ireland and the Republic He's getting the bit between his teeth now Simon Church What a shout that is Played with Aberdeen Remember him Gordon? Yeah No you don't Do you remember him? No you remember Charlotte Church mm, I do Kyle, Robbie Keane, Robert Earnshaw, Simon Church, Frank DeBoer You've got six to go I'm going to try some from Northern Ireland Did Kyle Lafferty ever score against Scotland? No I'm trying to think some of those You remember the Nations? Yeah, I wouldn't bother 
Oh, no, not sorry. even any from the Republic. Mm, not apart from Robbie Keane. No. Not no more from Wales. You've got them both. You've got Earnshaw and Church. No English. No English. Oh, I'm in trouble now, does. Like I say, although we're looking for a living, there is one that I I I can't stay here until Christmas Day. So there's no point in keeping this one running because he is. Is this the Aussie? <sighs> no, there's a Lithuanian in there that is just oh, out, just no. outrageous, oh, just completely not, uh, outrageous. It's not one of the, not one of the hearts. No, it's actually it? not. That's the thing, and that's what makes it even what, more what, difficult. What club then? Dunfermline on loan in 2001. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Go for it. Well, just will we just get yeah, him out of the way? Let's get him out of the way. I was hoping you were going to pronounce Mid-field his name, player. so I didn't have to try. Right, let's see, Thomas. I can do that bit. Daniel Levisius. Yeah, oh, there we go. I knew you'd get it, and I wouldn't have to give it. What was that, Daniel Levisius? Daniel Levisius. I like it. Okay, right. We'll just get him out the road. And you're looking for another. You put that in the teaser one, on Thursday, two, and I still three. won't get it. <laughs> Five to go. Five. To and go. they're all from around the world. Not yeah, British yeah. Isles. No, no. All Europeans. Mm, all well, but, there's one Aussie we haven't got, isn't it? All but two. All but two. <laughs> so three and two. Mm-hmm. Okay, just while we let that tick along nicely, what about today's other big news story involving uh, the Scottish connection? Jack Ross has been sacked as the manager of Sunderland. Roger Hanna. Um, unfortunately, you could more or less see it coming. The supporters turned against Jack in the last few weeks. Um, there's been demonstrations down there There's been a lot of We've spoken a lot about social media tonight There's been a lot in social media Sunderland fans Not being a fan of the way he plays Maybe not quite as expansive As they would like to see The crowds are down And then when you see them go To Lincoln City And lose the way they did at the weekend um, I think the club again Is in a bit of turmoil I'm led to believe The proposed takeover has collapsed So you just wonder Where next for Sunderland Jack when he went down from St Mirren, was charged with getting them out of League One, got to the playoffs, didn't get them up, got them to Wembley for the, the lower league cup last season, lost to Portsmouth. So he, he's been very, very close to success. But clearly and unfortunately for Jack and his backroom team, the board didn't believe he was he was going to get over that line to success and take them back into the championship. Does Jack disappointed for him? Does Jack Ross Still get a good job up here Next time it comes up um, A good job And what, what are you talking about Good job Premiership job Yeah maybe He'll be in the running For a premiership job I don't think You'd be looking Top, at it, top end premiership job One of the I think we can rule out Rangers and Celtic Probably at this what stage You mean Aberdeen Hearts at Hubs Yeah um, I, Not just now for me No No um, uh, You know He's, he's gone Alawa St Mirren Championship uh, he's went down to League One And what happens Gordon I know that it'll be hurting Jack Ross I know him He's a, he's a decent lad And he works very hard at the game But sometimes when you lose your first job You learn a lot about yourself as a manager And as a person uh, And I think he will take uh, You know a bit of learning on that I think he'll look at that And he'll look back at What he could have changed Or what he should have changed Um I think he'll come into the running for some jobs in Scotland if they come up, but I don't see him at that top level yet. I still think he's got to prove himself. Um, I, when the, there's a unique challenge there, Roger, because a club of that size in that league, there's not really any room for error. I mean, the fact that he didn't get them up last season wouldn't have pleased a lot of the fans, even though it was it was fairly close. You know, it wasn't a disaster. He just couldn't quite get it over the line. Even this season, if 
There is the there's room there to spin it. I mean, I think they're four points off automatic promotion at the moment with a game in hand, and it's October, so it's not exactly been disastrous. But at the same time, there was a a groundswell of opinion among some of the fans. If you look at social media, that it, it wasn't going the way they wanted it to. That, that's correct, and he had the benefit of an enormous budget there, comparatively compared to the other teams in that league. But this season, you know that. There are teams of a decent size in that league Ipswich Town under Paul Lambert are leading the way Coventry City, albeit they're, they're playing away All their home games are at Birmingham this season They're still a big club, they still have a decent budget Portsmouth, who beat Jack Ross's Sunderland in that lower league final at Wembley In front of about 82,000 fans They've got a big budget this season as well Like Sir Rotherham look to go up There's no margin for error Sunderland couldn't count and it's a third season in the third tier And I think the board... Have just buckled in the face of supporter unrest. But do do you not think what doesn't help? I'm um, maybe wrong here, Roger. Did Allardyce not come out and start making a few comments about you know what he could do at Sunderland and going back to Sunderland and whatever? And when that happens, then you know then unrest becomes. And I think yeah. that's what's happened with Jack. And as I say, he will have learned unbelievable from. This yeah. You know As much as it does hurt He can take it on board It will be an experience That he can Sort of a use now To further his career I mean Such is the nature Of modern football No manager really Goes through Any spell without being sacked Everybody seems to get sacked At some point You look at Derek McInnes He's one of the The bright young managers Up here Goes down the road It doesn't work out for him mm-hmm. Has to come back up And then he establishes himself As as one of the, the Top managers in the country Certainly in terms of well, Finishing second That's what ultimately What I mean by that yeah, football's great when everything's going good for you, Gordon. Um, you're winning games, everybody's talking you up, everybody's saying that you're going to be the next best thing. Uh, but when you get sacked, it is a hard, hard thing to take. I think we better give this teaser a bit more attention than we usually do. I've usually got the, the theme tune playing and we just try and round it off, but you've got five more to go, I think, mm. um, of the 11 players who since 2000 have played in Scotland and scored against Scotland. You've got Beram Kayal, Robbie Keane, Robert Earnshaw, Simon Church, that Lithuanian fella, and Frank De Boer. Henry Larson never no, scored against Scotland. He didn't, didn't no. no. Gordon, if we run out of time, Mark and I will pick up on Thursday night. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be good. And he'll still not get it, right? Uh, give us a bit, it's clue time. It's got to be very much clue time. The good thing about these, if I give you the nationality, I think I think you'll nail it straight away. Go for it now. Well, we can't get Australian. No, you won't get him. Georgia. Oh, Avaladze. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shot at Avaladze oh. in 2007. Keep going. Croatia. Oh! The big lad that played with Rangers. Oh, no, the other one. Krancha. Yep. Nico Krancar scored against Scotland for Croatia. Keep going, I'm good at this. You're actually not bad with the clues. This one is a, a fateful night. It was a friendly, I think, at Easter Road, Roger. And the opposition... Where producer Andy's Canada Oh Big Jason DeVos No 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 it was much more recently than that 2017 Even Andy doesn't know Couldn't be Scott Arfield could it Nope Oh he's nodding his head he says he knows David Willerspoon Nope Will I give you his Initials Clubs that he's played for here Yeah go for it Rangers Falkirk, Dunfermline, Dundee United, Queen of the South, and now Cove Rangers. Oh. And he scored for Canada mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Scotland. 
He was at Rangers to start with though Oh look at Gaspar Otto or somebody is it He's now at Cove mm-hmm. He's one of the high profile Cove signings Along with Fraser Fivey Oh Fraser Aird Fraser Aird Ah oh, never again. Czech Republic quick the... Quick 2008 Got two Former Rangers around that time as well Former Rangers player Yeah would that be uh, would he, Was he a Le Guin's Oh yeah, he was uh, Lieber Sionko Lieber Sionko well you thought we wouldn't get Obviously we can't get David's drilling Ah there we go Did And you? you would get it in the end Oh that's uh, a boy Who played with Aberdeen David's Drillich Well done That's a good effort at the end Thank you Roger Hanna And Gordon Dale Thank you for all your good calls question. And tweets We are back tomorrow At 6 o'clock With Jim Duffy And Mark Guidi And Callum Gallagher Is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.